Welcome, dear listeners, to Level Up, the podcast that takes you on an exciting journey through the world of personal growth and self-improvement. I'm your host, Dr. Leland, and together we'll explore the strategies, stories, and insights that will help you unlock your full potential, whether you're striving for success in your career, looking to enhance your relationships, or simply seeking a more fulfilling life. Level Up! is your passport to transformation. Each episode will deep dive into a wide range of topics from mastering the art of productivity to the science of happiness and from building resilience to unleashing your creativity. Our guests are experts, thought leaders, and real-life achievers who will share their wisdom and experiences to guide you on your path to personal growth. But... Level Up isn't about theory, it's about practicality. We'll provide you with actionable advice and step-by-step strategies that you can implement in your life right away. Our goal is to empower you to take meaningful steps towards your dreams and aspirations. So, if you're ready to embark on a journey of self-discovery, growth, and empowerment, then buckle up because you're about to level up your life. Stay tuned for inspiring conversations, powerful insights, and a dose of motivation in each and every episode of... (gasps) Level up. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on your favorite podcast platform and connect with us on social media to join our vibrant community of fellow travelers on this incredible journey. Let's get started on this adventure of personal growth and transformation. Welcome to Level Up. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Level Up Academy podcast. I'm so excited today. I actually, after my um, live show last night with Kirsten Back, I, my husband was like, are you done from your class? You sound so like into it. And I was like, it wasn't a class. It was a podcast. He's like, you don't ever do a podcast at night. I'm like, I know, but you know, she's in New Zealand. Like I have to be flexible with that. And so today we are taking it back to the States, right? Do you guys want to know what we're talking today? Literally is all about community building from the legacy builder, right? And you're probably thinking, well, we already do that. We already talk about that. No, remember that each person that I interview, it's going to be coming from their perspectives. How do they actually build their community? And why are they building their community? So are you guys ready? Oh, but without further ado, let's take a look. Are you guys ready? Let me see if I can do this right. (laughs) Deborah, welcome. How are you? I am fantastic and so pleased to be here with you, Constance. Thank you so much. You're welcome, Michelle. Sister, congratulations on your job. I am super proud of you. You know it forever. Uh, Michelle, actually, I've known her since 2000. Oh, my God, she's going to correct me on this one. Uh, 2015, I think. She was on my master's class. I, I was teaching a master's program at SNHU, and she was one of my students, and we have been friends for a long time. Um, she is an amazing person, and she is sharing her story of adversity as well. So follow Michelle if you haven't. And then we have Christian. Christian, you and I, I'm going to collaborate with him soon. I went to his audio show on Sunday, actually. So if you're not connected as well, look who's visiting us. Monty Ray. 
<laughs> Opportunities creator, right? Seriously, Lonnie. This is my queen for the hour, Debra. So welcome, Debra. I want to know more about you. And I'm sure a lot of people already know who you are. But today is the day to let us know who is Debra Jackson. And let's go back 20 years of your life. Timeline. Right. Like kind of reflect like hmm, 20 years, what's been happening and how you got here today. Wonderful. Well, that is a great question to uh, take ourselves back. 20 years is a couple of decades and um, it meshes fully with uh, my career, my evolution as a woman um, that is very connected to my career because I, I do believe that life is an indivisible whole, that we, we can have nothing happen in one part of our lives that doesn't level us up in another area of our lives. So 20 years ago, I was uh, building blazing trails in um, the beauty industry. I come from a long line of beauty. Uh, I've always gravitated towards uh, personal and business development. And I've also built many uh, businesses, brick and mortar in the beauty industry. I actually graduated as a cosmetologist when I was a young girl, my mom always wanted me to be a nurse. And I said, no, no, I'm going to be a beauty doctor. <laughs> and, and so very interestingly enough, my evolution as a woman and a career woman has been around uh, paying close attention to my own evolution, because I believe that um, strongly that we can only support people to the degree that we evolve ourselves. And so I have worked both in the beauty industry. I've also worked um, in uh, business. I've built brick and mortar businesses. I have worked in um, business uh, businesses as in uh, business development in the, on the corporate side. Um, I have been called out of myself to be someone that I'm not in that world. And over the last 20 years, I have made it my personal mission to authentically step out and be who I am and to take all of my experiences and my lessons and my leveling up, my uh, studies as becoming a direct selling world with the World Alliance, uh, a mentor and a coach, I've actually drilled into that um, that world for many, many years in becoming a excellent communicator and supporting women specifically in making paradigm shifts in their lives to take them from where they are to where they desire to be. So it is, I have a very fascinating career that is not one lane. It has been many lanes. I've had people share with me, Deborah, what are you doing? You're, you're doing something different now. And for me, it happened when I was 19 years old and I was in a classroom with an educator and she said to the class, but it was if she was saying it to me personally, never say no to something where you can experience something more, level up and become uh, a greater version of yourself. And so I've always embraced uh, my, my life has been an experiences of yes and uh, also has leveled me up to become a very well-rounded 
personality in life and in business. So that's uh, that's just a a one one version of twenty years back and what I've what I've come through. I could get more specific if you'd like. Wow, actually, that's actually really awesome. Like I'm, I'm a visual and kinesthetic learner. Obviously, I can't touch any of those words out, but in my head, I'm visualizing. I'm like, ooh, cosmetology, and you know, I always told myself like, if I have a second life, a second career, and I don't want to teach anymore, which I love teaching, that's just my passion. Um, I would want to be a makeup FX person. Like I want to be known for creating zombie. I know, I know I'm just crazy, but like, I love makeup so much, but I want it to be edgy, like zombies. Like I, I, I told my husband, like, before I die, I want to be an extra zombie, but I want to have like those like epic death. Not like, Oh, someone just killed me. Like I want those. And my husband's like, what is wrong with you in your head? And I'm like, but I've been watching too much zombie movie. I think that I see art in in a different form. And I also see that that's something part of me when I do create. I love creating things, whether it's through words, whether it's through video. But I like the technical aspects of creating things. I don't know what it is, but it's just the technical, like all the structural Mm -hmm. little details. I love those. Like when I see people do something, I'm like, oh, God. But it's also the worst thing because it becomes a perfectionist nightmare. Um, and then I'm like, oh, CJ, analysis by paralysis, walk away, like just go away, you know. Um, but your experiences actually is helping your community, right? And do a community building so that it becomes your legacy. So this is my next question. How do you define community building and what are the key elements of a successful community in your perspective? Well, I think community building starts uh, with us in how we show up to serve others in heart-centered service and take on our causes, whatever they may be. I was on a converse, in a conversation the other day with a woman who is very uh, touched by uh, people that are underprivileged or, you know, are suffering in uh, not being able to uh, feed themselves. And for me, Um, My community building is around supporting people who have bigger causes in um, the arena of uh, touching lives or movements or impact in um, the beauty industry. I I love to stand behind products and, and, and companies and people who have a vision to make impact in the world through where they stand in community now and cause a ripple effect out there in the world with their vision. So uh, what I consider a successful community is people who work in unison, who are all leveling up with their respective gifts. As I personally always say, we all bring something special to the party. And sometimes we, um, we meet and encounter different archetypes that will look at us and say, well, because you're not you're not developed in this area that you don't fit into this paradigm. And that was something that I encountered often where I felt very outside myself in a corporate world. And that was that you had a certain posturing and demeanor that you had to be to fit into that um, culture that usually was, you know, painted with very black and white. And what I love about being um, a person who is 
a free spirit now who trusts her instincts, who is also very logical and detail oriented, because I believe that that is, you know, we do have to have that grounding because without that, we, we are tethered in a world where we don't know where we're going. So I think it's good to get up and know every day how we want to serve. And one of the questions I ask is, who would you have me serve today? Um, you know, please bring that person into my world and then step up and go out and greet that person. So part of building community is what we're doing here is you and I have met through LinkedIn. You see me. I see you. We decided we were going to jump in this motion picture and touch lives. And that's what we're doing is touching lives. So that is important for community building for me. That is so amazing. I'm glad that you brought LinkedIn because I was actually going to <laughs> bring that up because I don't know how you found me, actually. How did you find me? Is it through Lonnie Ray? I think it was through Samantha. Oh, that's right. Samantha, she is my best connector ever. Um, love her. Yeah, she elevates everyone. And I love that and just create, you know, always trying to stay positive regardless of whatever adversity she's going through. Um that's one thing. It's like you're only one connection away from whatever that opportunities are. And I always tell people, yes, we have self-doubt. I have self-doubt all the time in my head. And what I do is I don't even care at that point anymore. I care, but I don't. Like, I know it sounds schizo, but I care, but I don't. Because where I'm coming from and my center is to help people. Whether you think that's fakery. Uh, I had a chat with someone. They're like, whoa, you're actually the same person in zoom than you are in your show i'm like what do you want me to be i'm not anybody that's the same energy i bring to you and when you actually i think posted or are uh, responded to one of my posts i remember how you actually made me feel i'm like oh she is vibrant like you don't have to talk it's just your response was like invoking emotions from me to say that's the person i want to connect with um, when you make people feel certain things, that's like 101 for social media marketing, by the way. It's not what you say or what you do. It's how you make people feel in terms of good feeling for them. They will remember you. And that is what I remember. It's like, oh, Deborah, I can't stop, stop talking because it's just that respond that you did gave me more power that day to push me to even connect with more people. Like if I find this one lady right here, that's like giving me this, all this good feeling, why not just spread it some more? Like CJ, why are you everywhere? I'm like, Deborah did this. I swear. Like she gave me some um today. And Lonnie Ray does that for me too. You guys, if you haven't met you and Lonnie Ray definitely would have really good vibes. She is so positive. She's so amazing. We did cry in our coffee chats, both of us. We're so emotional being, but I love that. And then look, we were, ju I just realized we're on the same color. Guys, we did not talk about this. We, we did not. I, I was, I just noticed. I'm like, wait, I had a, a pink sweatshirt because I'm cold all the time, but I'm like, oh, I got to take it out. So we match today, Deborah. We do. We I do. love that. I love that. So my my point is when you see somebody that just, you know, when they post something and it invokes that energy, like good vibration, that's how Deborah and I started. So my next question is, how can individuals and organizations leverage social media and digital platforms to build and grow their communities from your experience? 
Wow, that is a really broad question. And I'm going to get really definite about the answer. And that is, is that we constantly have to be showing up in a very sincere, heart-centered way to take our eyes off of ourselves and see others and support others. We need to know who we who we be and what our wheelhouse is and what our wheelhouse is not. And to stay tuned in and dialed up to that frequency of people in our organizations, in social media, all of our platforms in growing our community, our language needs to be totally tuned in and dialed up to that um, of which we want to create more of. So it's really the law of attraction. I think that, you know, there are a lot of different systems that you can put in place. Uh, I think showing up consistently, having the languaging that is uh, a posture of who you are, who you truly are. And that's why I felt very comfortable getting here with you today, because I know who I be Well, the words that fall off of my tongue are what I live. I don't, don't have to think about the answers. I just know what I do that is successful. And I think being playful, being engaging, lifting others up in a way that, like you said, you caught the mirror image of what I meant, you felt the energy of my words translate across the text in the um, response, and it touched your spirit and lifted you up. And that's what we're here to do, no matter what we do, how serious our business is, or what our impact is. We need to be speaking directly to our audiences, whether it be through a post, a reel, a live, a podcast. Uh, or through a Zoom meeting when we're engaging with our people and hosting level up uh, leadership calls, whatever it is that we're doing, making other people be the most important, um, pivotal part of that conversation is what we need to master and become world class at and really mean it. Yeah. And our words are powerful. I asked this question. I don't know if you were on my, you were listening to this podcast, but I'm going to ask you this question see what you would say. Okay. Um, the hostage negotiator, right? What do you think is the percentage people do not help her? I know you guys were watching. I have a lot of people from the hounds in here. How, what do you think is the percentage of success rate for hostage negotiator from one to a hundred percent? hostage negotiator I would say it's be a very low percentage because uh, the energy that is on the other side is resistance and the energy on this side would be release love coming from a space of uh, essence not ego did I hmm. pass so if you have percentage what would it be <laughs> oh, less than one percent wow okay Honestly, Harvard, actually, you can look it up. Harvard University did an interview on this with the number one hostage negotiator for FBI, and it's 94%. Wow, that is phenomenal. I was like, I was so speechless. I was like, Willie, I did so many research. It's not even funny, but that, and I, I did a master class for two hours about objection handling, 
uh, getting funding because I, I teach a business plan class for my students at a, a different university. And they were all shook. And these are military people. Like, I'm sure. Army, Navy. Like, <laughs> I was shook. They were like, what? What do you mean? Give me that study. I'm like, here you go. There's, I didn't do it. They did. I Harvard did. And um, the reason, and I, I really studied it hard and read more into it and to do FBI. It was it was during my um, um, last class that I actually had to do research on FBI and CAA when it comes to ransomware and hacking and all that. And that's how I stumbled upon this <laughs> information. I'm like, oh, I'm going to use that um, because they have two tools, by the way. And we all have this. Okay. Two tools. Words and knowledge. That's it. Wow. Powerful. Words and knowledge. How are you going to use your words? Literally show up, showing up the way you gave me that energy. That's powerful. It invoked emotions in me that I wanted to talk to you. And multiply that energy to all of my people. Right? Wow. That is words you use that power through your words and then knowledge is also power but without action through that knowledge it's nothing it's powerless mm -hmm. right so when you want to know something don't wait for anybody right do something with yourself if you want to know Deborah, if you want to know me if you want to know Lonnie Ray Christian all of the people that are showing up today don't get curious just hit that button and says, CJ said, I'm going to talk to you today. Whatever. I'm leveling up. Get out of your shell. It's that feeling of emotions, of connections with people that we need. Hello, more than ever. Christian, I wanted to bring out is because look, he's from Nigeria and he's showing up today. Right? Awesome. On a different time zone completely. Right? That's what I'm saying. And so this is what it is. Words and knowledge. Remember that people, your power is words and knowledge. And knowledge is powerful only if you put action. Okay, mm -hmm. that's the only way. But 94%, I was like, what? And that's their power, words and knowledge. They want, you know how you watch a movie and they want to know about like their family history, where they came from. Why is this person acting this way when they're, you know, they're also a cop. Like what, what is happening with their life? What is challenging them? Why are they doing this? They always want to know the why. We get school shootings. We get people murdering other people. And then you always know why. Why did they do that? Mm -hmm. think it's that knowledge. Mm -hmm. We're hungry for knowledge, right? Mm -hmm. And there are so many people that are knowledgeable in here that are giving you free stuff. So wake up, get those free stuff, right? Deborah is giving you free stuff. Why not? Now, my next question is, huh, let's see. What are some of the challenges that come with community building and how can people overcome it? From your experience, when you're doing community building in your own community or connection, what are some of the challenges that you see? And then you're like, okay, I'm going to fix it this way. That That's a wonderful question. And, you know, many times we come up against resistance. Uh, I'll use an example of LinkedIn reaching out with an organic, real authentic um, grouping of words to invite a person to connect and having somebody come back with, what do you want? Yeah, I hear that. I, I see that. And what is beautiful about that is that I always respond with an authentic, I simply wanted to connect with you and have an organic conversation and see who we could be together. Mm. 
Beautiful thing. So in community, it's no different. You may come up against people who think that you want something from them as opposed to a collaboration. So those are some of the challenges that we face is that people are shut down. They are um, overrun with their own thoughts of uh, and, and uh, responsibilities. Um, they may feel they don't have time to weave in something that um, could make a difference in community. Uh, there, there are all kinds of reasons. It's for us to become those master negotiators of understanding with knowledge, being empathetic, uh, and disarming that person to um, do our own research, really, before we go into um, a interaction with someone to see if they would actually be a candidate to want to become a community builder with you. So I think it's knowing who, who your audience is, how being a master communicator of different archetypes. It's not just about going at this one way. It is really becoming um, very connected and astute on personality profiling uh, and connecting with people in their language and supporting them on their level and then dialing up the energy, taking the long way around. I think in communication, it is really important that so many of us expect that we're going to have a snappy response right away and that people are going to convert right away. People are going to do business with us right away. My, From my perspective as a leadership coach and mentor, I literally speak to people around setting the tone of their conversations with people that they're willing to take the long way around and detach from the outcome, have the pivotal conversations, build the rapport, build the relationship, detach from that outcome. Because when we go in with an agenda, people feel it. That's when walls come up, how we remove the walls and the obstacles is through being that person centered or that community centered and going on discovery by asking really wonderful who, what, when, where, how questions and really, really listen for the response. Yeah. Um, one of the workshop that I attended, it was an international women's workshop, like the who's who in LA was there. And whatever I got from that entire two-hour workshop was the word silence. Yes. And pregnant pause. Mm. And I, okay, first of all, when you paused, people were like, especially in my class, Dr. Leland, uh, I think I lost you and I can't hear you. And they start panicking because I usually just talk. I'm like, I'm taking a pregnant pause. You people just need to calm your brain. And they're like, this is uncomfortable. I said, I know, but you need to center yourself because I know that when I'm talking over here, I know your brain is in your to-do list. Because when I ask you a quiz, your answer is so close, but not there. So I know you're not here today. So I want you to take 60 seconds Align yourself with what I'm saying today. I know this is an accounting class at 8 p.m. I get it. Debits and credits, it's craziness. 
but I need you to really get this because I only have two more weeks left. Like, if you have questions, ask me. There's no such thing as stupid question. That's why I'm here. If I don't know it, I'll tell you. I have no idea. Let's look at it together. But two things. Silence and pregnant pause. We're so quick to respond. We're not listening. Mm -hmm. Right? And I learned that even on LinkedIn when people, you know, you haven't, sometimes your intentions are so good and you have this energy and you're going and going and then you just get all five people fired up and then the sixth person you're expecting to have the same type of energy and then they're like, why are you emailing me? Mm -hmm. And like what you said, and you're like, whoa, did that resonated with everybody else but this person? So instead of saying this person's just having a bad day, I always paradigm shift my my brain and said okay maybe this person is not used to having this type of conversation mm-hmm. and instead of looking at people in a negative way like oh my god you're such a pass i had a conversation with christian on this because you get taught oh to get business you just dm people on linkedin and and tell them what your business mm-hmm. is all about and just keep dming right that's what i get and i said here's the thing because you didn't know i'm going to give you grace I'm Mm -hmm. just going to come from that space, right? Mm -hmm. It's trying to do a positive and growth mindset. Because you didn't know, whether the person know it or not, it doesn't matter to me. I'm going to come from a space of because you didn't know how to do it, I'm going to show you how. However, Mm -hmm. first one is a freebie. The second one, it ain't going to be free because you're not listening, right? right? And I can't be with someone who's not listening. Because if that means all my messages just somewhere else Mm -hmm. because your intention and your goal is just to make that money right i like it when people go oh you have a podcast i'm gonna give you uh 1000 subscribers i'm like dude did you not see my youtube i'm done with this conversation like literally right and so i don't think okay cj first of all they probably did it this is your teaching moment right Mm -hmm. i think that's how it goes both ways just because you're wanting to learn doesn't mean you could you could not teach others on how to do it the right way and so instead of looking at the messages as a negative thing i see it as this is your chance to provide value in this person's life whether they want it or not they already dm you anyway you might as well tell them right and 100 percent even if they resonate with that or not, or they think you're a pest anyway for even responding that I don't want your business in a good way. But I say, if you want to do business with people, trust is really a big thing. But also, please take the time to look at their profile. Just take mm-hmm. the time. It takes you 10 minutes. Not even. Just look at their profile, what they're all about. Look at the post that they're actually posting and responding and see if that resonates with you. And if it doesn't, why do you want to do business with that person anyway? Just move on. Right? Well, when you're solid in who you are and how you show up in life, it is very um, simple math um, in the energy world. And that is, is that imposters just don't get in. And, and, and that's, I mean, like you said, you give people a pass when they continue to show up in that way, there has to be a leveling up. I, I actually attended so many workshops over the years, but I love what Michael Loge said when uh, at the beginning of one of his conferences, and that was, you never dial down your energy for anyone. They always must dial up to your level. 
Otherwise, there's always going to be that chasm of space where you're going to be dragging that person. And we are responsible 100% for the work that we do to level ourselves up and how we show up in the lives of others. Yeah. And thanks, Christian. <laughs> Lottie Ray, boom, right? Oh, this is, I think it, this is Samantha for sure. I can't see Leonard. 94%. I know, that's me too. I was speechless. I'm like, wait, what? Harvard, are you sure? But it's the FBI agents guy in there talking. I'm like, eh. Um, this is my next question to you. What are some effective strategies for building strong relationships within your community? And how do you foster a sense of belonging? Wow, that's so beautiful. I love that question. Um, strategies for building strong relationships uh, for me are once again showing up in people's lives and taking an interest. And not just once, twice, three times, four times you know, whatever it takes to um, let that person or those people know that they're of value and importance to you. For instance, the other day I was sitting with a woman who's very philanthropic in my community and I didn't go there to speak about myself. I wanted to go and sit and listen and ask her questions about what she did and why it's so important to her. And I was in total awe of how she shows up in community for people here uh, in all walks of life. And when we walked away from one another, it was there was this feeling of buoyancy between us. There was like this more vital connection, more uh, like an understanding that we didn't have prior to the conversation of making that love deposit in one another's lives. So fostering a sense of community and belonging is really important. People need to know they're important. What they do, who they are and how they show up matters. And once again, it comes back to all of the different archetypes. I really uh, love the person who is like the controller, who is very numbers oriented, that needs to know every nuance of why and how. And I really love the demonstrative uh, personality who loves the, the shininess, the open, the essence, essence of everyone feeling good and having a great experience. I love the directness of people when they just want answers. And, you know, so I think that, you know, it is being becoming so um, developed within ourselves that we can stand in any situation and pivot and be able to speak to everyone and make them um, uh, like give them the knowledge, not make them, but give them the knowledge that what they do has a mighty purpose, that it is a value, whether it is a small thing or it is a large thing. Everything we do is important and of value. And as long as we're adding love into the world and we're dropping those love deposits in life, it could mean that after I get off this, this podcast today that I jump in my car and I wander down the street and I give three gifts of just going to meet three people that I know in my community and hugging them and letting them know that I was thinking about them today and that I was inspired to come out and just uh, hug their necks and tell them that, you know, they're beautiful people and they, they were on my heart today. 
It could be that simple. It could be picking up the phone and making a love deposit in somebody's life and telling them how valuable, important they are. It could be a social media post that you put something really profound out there and the spirits of other people in your community come to mind and you tag them and let them know that, you know, this is the way you see them. Yeah. I, when I tag people, it's not because I'm a pest. I'm trying to annoy you. Literally I'm giving you love and you're in my mind. If I don't remember to tag you, it's because you probably haven't uh, been on my peripheral. Cause I have a lot of people, but the ones that are constantly tagging me on their post as well because I tell them guys tag me I'm like all over the place I can't I literally will ask you like if you want me to like engage on some things and some thoughts sometimes it takes me a while because I have to think about it but tag me so if I tag you in a post that means you are on my thought okay not because I want to be a pest to you but you were on my thought and I value your opinion that's the reason why I tag you and so but when I see that you don't respond to that same energy, I'll just untag you because I know that maybe you are in that space that you're like, I don't want to see all the notification. But for me, I value your opinion. And I think that I love that you keep using the word level up. Every time you said that my my belly and my heart just like, boop, boop, boop. Like, I love it. I love that. And um, Lonnie, I, I wanted to highlight this. You're free. You free yourself with this thought. Delete the need to understand. Some things will never add up. Yeah, some people are okay with that and some people aren't. And I don't care whichever you are, but sometimes we don't even understand ourselves. So how are we supposed to understand what other people are feeling or saying? So for me, when I react to certain things, I always put myself in my shoes. It could be a bad thing too, because I have high standards, like really high standards. I need to lower it down. Um maybe 50%, just like sometimes I'm like, okay, I need to just dial it down. Like, you know, you said don't dial it down. I do have to because my expectations from people is so high that no one will probably reach that. And if there is, it would just be a one percenter. And it wouldn't be fair either because they have other commitments. Another thing is when you are a leader of your community, your energy has to be that 100% because you, that's not going to that's not gonna change. That who I am and what I am and where I'm going to be is not going to change. It's just going to be 100%. But I have to take account accountability on certain things that I might say that offend people or I might not do that offend people. Sometimes silence can also mean something to others. Like if you're mm -hmm. silent and you're not going to say anything, you're like, oh, maybe I offended her. When really some people are just busy with life. You know what I mean? Yeah. I know yeah. you want to say something. So say something. Deborah. Oh my goodness. I'm I like, know. I want to be taking notes. And as a business coach, we take notes. And so I took a couple of mental notes. And one thing that I want to say it is really all about the intention that we put out there. And as far as standards go, I want to attract the 1%. You know, so my standard is high. And, you know, I really don't as I said to someone the other day, my st I expect people to do the same work in my inner circle that I'm doing. I want them to level up so that we can have a mutually equitable, creative exchange with one another. And there is a value system in place. So to me, the bar is high and I, I, I know what the arena is. I love to, 
to align myself with other people that are on a journey that have taken a look in the mirror and they are leveling up too. They can fall off the bandwagon, but they get back on and they every day know that there are certain things that they need to do to take care of what it is they need to take care of to put themselves back out there. So when people bleep out and they don't respond to a tag, yes, they may have things going on in their lives, but sometimes I think people just are stepping out and they have other things that they're working on at that moment. And they're not just right there at that very moment. I literally love to be a person that is consistent in showing up for others. However, I there's a fine line between that and taking care of myself, self-nurturing, and being a people pleaser. So I have my priorities, and that's where my standards are, why I'm so committed to your community and supporting you in community leveling up and global vision, because it is an indivisible whole and a mirror image of who I be. I love it. I love it. There's so many people in here giving us information. And Paul, uh, get comfortable being uncomfortable. I'm always uncomfortable. Always. Um, I have taught the most place that I actually was so proud of myself was I um, I used to teach at this university that only um, has international students from Sweden. Um, I don't know if you guys are teachers or you've had Sweden students, super smart kids. Okay. They're in their 19th and super smart. Oh, okay. They're six, seven, six, eight. You know, the shortest was six, one. You all know I'm five feet tall. Okay. Five feet tall. And yeah, this was maybe eight years ago. <laughs> and I went to a classroom. Everyone was rowdy. There's 40 kids. So tall. And I was like, excuse me, excuse me. I couldn't get to the table. They were all over and the room was small. And they're like looking at me like, who's this kid coming in here? Like they're, they're giants to me. And I put my bag in the um, front. I was running late. So I already went to the bathroom and it came back. And they're looking around and they looked at me. They looked so confused because I was in front. And they're like, um, do you know when the teacher is going to be here? And I looked at them. I'm like, I am your teacher. And they looked at like they sat down for literally kid you not 10 seconds sat down and looked so confused and they're like what, what, do you, what do you mean right and i'm like you're here to learn about computers today and they're like huh they were so confused and that moment made me even smaller i felt like i was two feet tall that day and and i said okay it's not about your looks or your height, it's your brain cj that they're here for so bring that brain bigger than eight feet tall today and i just said okay so what do you guys know about computers? Because I don't want to start talking to my level when I don't gauge what their level is. Mm. I'm not leveling them up at that point. And I so love I said, that. Yeah. Get to know where their set point is. Yeah. So I said, okay, what do you guys know about computers? So that technically the class was um, a starter class, but their knowledge because they're super smart is intermediate. I said, okay, let's begin there. And they're like, wait, slow down. I'm like, wait, you guys just told me right here that you were in this. So I had to like step back a little bit. And then one student said, what can I possibly learn from you? You look younger than us. And I said, hey, the door is open. Feel free if that's how you feel, because I don't want troublemakers in my class. And I'm not here about to babysit you, literally. 
Mm. And they look at me and they're like, I thought Americans were nicer. I'm like, I am being nice. This is me nice, but I don't take disrespect either. So either mm. you go out or you stay. Either way, we're going to learn together and we're going to have fun. Mm-hmm. Two weeks later, I invited, I told my husband, I came home. I'm like, oh my God, there's are so tall. And my husband's like, when did that scare you before? Listen, I couldn't get to my table. They were all over. I was so pressured. And my kids started laughing. Mom, height never bothered you before. I'm like, you did today. And so I told my husband, I'm like, can you come to my class in two weeks from now? We're talking about networking. And he's like, sure. So that I came back the next day and I told him, hey, by the way, uh, next week, we're going to have an expert coming here. And he's like, they're like, okay. And I said, let's be honest, this guy that I'm bringing in is my husband. But if you guys, okay, in, in this world of IT would hire him to speak to your event, we wouldn't be able to afford him. He's 5,000 an hour minimum. We, we won't. So my point is when you are in here in this class two day, two, two days from now is already Friday. So next week, Monday, he'll be here. I want you to ask your questions in your head of what you want to do about career. That's why you're here in school for And they were so happy to know that I wasn't speaking probably that day, but also that they get someone who's an expert in that field. Mm -hmm. And then my husband came, you know, and and he's like, yeah, I felt short too. And my husband's 6'1". But this kids, I'm telling you, 6'7", 6'8". So what I've learned from that day is that I have to silence my doubt Mm -hmm. to get to where I need to be. When you come to a room that you feel uncomfortable Find the strength to bring your skills, your mad skills, mm-hmm. and make sure that you are, because when you doubt yourself, people can see that vibration. Mm-hmm. When you need alignment and take silence, go to the bathroom, curse if you want, I don't care. Do splashing on your face, whatever you got to do. But when mm-hmm. you're in front of that audience, it, you have the opportunity to either change lives or run away, mm-hmm. Right. And so that day, I, I'm still friends with all of my students from that class as well. And there are big IT people in Sweden now. So they always contact me like, where's your husband? I'm like, I, I told you, you can't afford him. Only in that class you can go. And they started laughing. I'm like, no, I'm serious. But my, my thing is with people being uncomfortable, it's okay. It's okay to be uncomfortable. It's fine. But make sure you show up for yourself more than anything on that day, mm-hmm. right? My next question is, how can community building help individuals and organizations leave a positive legacy? And what are some examples of a successful legacy building through community initiative that you've done? Wonderful question. Um, building a, building organizations um, with individuals and leave, leave, I'm going to take this in two parts, leaving positive legacy is really the outcome of the initiative of how you made people feel what how you changed their lives. Um, I, I, I actually the principle that comes to mind is, you know, uh, do we do we continue to do for others or do we elevate them to be able to do for others and pay it forward. So for me, legacy has a lot to do with the ongoing um, outcome of that one thing that we do that builds into a crescendo of, of, of excellence that, that moves forward and uh, like an ocean, like, like an ocean coming into on the, on, on the sand. It's like, it's, it goes on and on and on and on. It's like, we talk about legacy building. Um, it, 
it is very personal and everyone has a different way that they want to leave a legacy. It could be for their family. It could be for their grandchildren. It could be for community. It could be for uh, a cause. So, you know, leaving that positive legacy is something that is always going to elevate and activate an activity that is going to leave all people and uh, places in a better place than where you found them. And some examples of legacy building through community initiative. Uh, I think that, you know, there are so many that, you know, we, we see, I mean, we have the Bill Gates, we have, you know, all of these philanthropic people, um, you know, we have, um, uh, you know, just on, it goes on and on and on. I mean, I, I think of Nelson Mandela, you know, I mean, to me, he is one of the iconic people that built through community who was literally, um, his life was completely defined for him um, in prison. And uh, he didn't allow that to define who he was. He continued to outgrow the the prison that he was in and continue to uh, to impact lives far beyond the cell. I mean, I think about people in the Holocaust that didn't, they, they didn't um, succumb. Some of them did, but some of them didn't. And they utilized that time to use their minds to um, co-create the world that they decide, desired to live in and went on to do great things. Uh, people who freed people um, in the Holocaust. I mean, there's just so much. There's a great movie out there called The Power of One. And if you haven't watched it, it is so very good. It is a powerful story about one, one child um, who changed a whole um, country and freed a whole country. It is a, it is a story that is rich. Um, it is principle centered and it will literally change your life. And I do believe in the power of one, that one person can make a difference and can be a person that can be a legacy um, changer, a legacy giver um, and support people in many, many ways to create legacy in their lives, whether it is resources in resources or it is in leveling people up from the inside out. Wow, Lana Ray just shared. Look up Lester Young, who was incarcerated 23 years and is now out helping teens improve their future. Yes. So amazing. I feel like the people who actually go through a lot of adversity are the people that are actually trying to help their community shake them up and level them up. Every time, by the way, you guys say level up, I'm telling you, my heart just like, oh. Like I'm trying to make a difference. I'm a I'm a nobody, right? I'm just a little tiny five feet tall Filipina loud person. But seriously, I want you to level up, whether that's hydrating yourself, whether that's being here today, whatever it is. Thank you so much for being here. I love it. Um, here is my next question. And I can't believe we're already done. Like what? I'm having way too much fun. Um, my last question is how important is diversity and inclusivity in community building? And what are some best practices for creating inclusive communities? Well, that's a beautiful question because I consider myself a citizen of the world. I don't believe in boundaries. I believe in lines that meet. 
I believe that we need to see all people through the lens of soul and that we it comes back to energy and it comes back to that building diverse communities is the way of uh, magic because diversity builds the um, the inclusivity of team. It is in diversity that we see things different and we gain different perspectives uh, on the world. So building um, legacy through community initiative, it's that we just wrap our, our love around everyone and make everyone feel that they are part because they are an indivisible part of the collective of making a difference, making impact in the world. And together we all rise. That's, that's how we rise. I love it. It's like seeing that Phoenix just rise up every day and leveling up. So thank you so much. Any last thought, minutes, any shout out to any of your friends that you would love to share this information, but also making a difference in the world. The world is listening. 70 nations and countries are listening, Deborah Jackson. Well, I would, I would say what comes on my heart is we come from a long line of love. When we meet, our ancestors meet in a long line of beautiful people and let's all come together and let peace reign. Let's wrap our arms and our love and our soul lens around one another and come together and support one another in elevating and impacting the dreams that we have that mean the most to us. And when we do that, it is together that we will all thrive. Um, see others in a way that um, is non-judgmental. Yeah, I love that. I could be judgmental sometimes, especially with my own kind, because I've experienced so much harshness. Um, but at the same time, I also see that it is my duty, right, to educate them on what not to do um, in terms of how they make people feel like myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's that's the thing for me. Like I'm doubling down on human beings because we have too many you know, people are like, oh, ChatGPT is going to be here and AI is going to take over. I'm like, guys, we'd had Siri for a while now. You guys didn't panic the same way. Like, literally, she's listening to you. We have, you know, Alexa. Like, why are you panicking with ChatGPT? It's just a different form. Now it's text instead of talking. And half of the time, Siri doesn't even know what I'm talking about. I'm like, man, I wonder if she knows this language. <laughs> I wonder what she would say. But And sometimes, you know, um, she has jokes. I don't know if you had jokes with Siri, but she has jokes. And so was Alexa. I was like, oh, so okay, they, they do jokes. Um, they so do. When I, yeah, when I feel silly and I, I curse at her and she's like, well, now, now, CJ, you have a bad attitude. I'm like, oh, so your mother now? Like, seriously? And my son's like, who are you talking to? I'm like, Alexa. <laughs> she's, she's like, you're crazy. But I'm so thankful you're here today. Um, Lonnie Ray says using good judgment is vastly different from being judgmental. Ah, you're right. You're right. She, she's trying to help me level up my thoughts today because I'm like, I think I'm just doing it this way. You're right. I'm always learning from you guys all the time. Michelle, thank you so much for this talk. I've learned so much and love that there is this space here for collective to keep growing. It is. You will also, all the things that you see here is on our YouTube channel as well. 
um, it will be there unless I close down the, the, the YouTube, but it will be there. You could certainly share it with your people. Um, it's actually this YouTube channel, but if you go at Lua Level Up by Doc Leland, you'll find it. So if you know anybody that would love to be elevated, send their profile to me and let me check it out and see if I get the same vibration I did with Deborah. Thank you so much for your time today, Deborah. Thank you so much. Bye, everybody. Thank you for being here today. Thank you. Level up today. Level up. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm on my own, broken along. I feel the rain crashing down. As we conclude today's episode, I want to leave you with a truly extraordinary opportunity. In October, something incredible is on the horizon, and I'm thrilled to share it with you. Picture this, a gathering of the world's brightest minds, innovators, and changemakers all converging in one virtual space for a transformative experience like no other. It's the Global Summit of October, a monumental event that will shape the future of our world. This summit isn't just about ideas, it's about action. You'll have the chance to connect with visionaries who are redefining industries, global leaders who are solving pressing challenges, and pioneers who are creating a better tomorrow. Imagine immersing yourself in a sea of knowledge, soaking up insights that can supercharge your career, your passion, and your impact on the world. The October Global Summit isn't just an event, it's a catalyst for change. Stay tuned for more details as well, unveiling the lineup of speakers, the agenda in the coming weeks trust me you won't want to miss this opportunity to be part of something truly historic so mark your calendars spread the word and get ready to be inspired motivated and empowered like never before together we'll take the next giant leap forward in our personal and collective journey thank you for being part of our podcast community your support means the world to us and we can't wait to have you join us at the october global summit until then keep leveling up and remember the future is ours to shape. The